What's up, everyone? Welcome into More Important Issues. More Important Issues is brought to you by our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, Billy's Tap 40 Bar and Grill and Pal, and Blue Water Climate Control. And here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Uh, welcome in, guys, to another episode of More Important Issues. It is Thursday, August fifth. Football is officially back, right? Officially, Hall of Fame game. I know some. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen anyone complain, so that's good. Um, sometimes you have some people that are like, "It's preseason. I don't care." But it's football. We've missed it. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I was listening to a betting show, like sports betting show, and they're like, "Yeah, bet on the game tonight." And I'm like, "There's a football game tonight." Holy oh yeah. Crap. Oh, yeah, there's a football game tonight. You'll actually see VFL Josh Dobbs in the second half. And it's a there you go, Tennessee fans, if you needed a reason to tune in. Um, I think for me, I've, I didn't go to a game last year. I didn't, I mean, I went to some high school football games, but I didn't go to a single college football game. Um, so it's really felt like it's been much longer than it has uh, since we haven't had football. And there's fat, I mean, it looks full. I don't know what the actual capacity is at, but it's good to have it back. Tennessee's in full swing. We will talk about, of course, fall camp along with our position preview, and that's running backs tonight. I'm, I told Landon before the show, I'm pretty excited. There's a guy on this roster that I didn't know was still on this roster, so that got me a little fired up coming into to this episode. So I'm pretty pumped about that. We've got some more roster news, mostly uh, some retirements, uh, guys that had to leave the program uh, due to some medical issues. We'll we'll discuss all the the updates to the roster as well as Tennessee getting some commits. Now, this is, of course, for the 2022 class. So, yeah, Tennessee needs some more bodies, but not going to happen now. Um, Tennessee, two guys in the NBA draft, first round, second time in three years, right? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. We'll talk about those guys, where they landed, um, and and more about the uh, Vols in the NBA. Drop your questions in the chat. Tell us where you're listening from. Of course, we've got some segments for you, and we'll hit on all of those. Hope everyone's having a great night. Let's get this thing going. Let's talk about the running backs. Position preview continues as we lead up to the season. Tennessee's home opener, just 29 days away. Is that right? Yeah, a little uh, Inky Johnson days. There you go. Perfect. 29 days until kickoff. It is a Thursday night. 
So we will not have a show for you that night. I just realized that as I said it. Maybe maybe a Wednesday episode. We might go back to our old ways. I don't know. Hey, we might, we'll do a live episode. There you, well, I, I mean, we, we can. Yeah, I we can do a live episode. Well, so you're not going to the game, are you? I will not be at that game, but I will be on my couch watching, and I can I can uh, I can phone you in. All right, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do bring it. bring Landon live from on scene, um, reporting live. I'll get the microphone and everything. Per- perfect. I'm up for it. Now, that sounds great to me. So we'll, we'll definitely do that. Let's kick it off. I mentioned so I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the first name out here. The guy I'm probably <coughs> most top two guys I'm excited for. Tyon Evans. I swear I remember him entering the transfer portal. Uh, he got here from Hutchinson Community College. That was everybody I, else, Caleb. You got him confused. Yeah, I know the other 35 guys that hit the transfer <laughs> portal. I'm not saying I thought he left because I did never see an announcement for like where he was going to school, but I did think he at least had entered it at one point. Um, Landon informed me I was wrong. I dreamt it. I thought maybe Tyon coming here, number one Juco running back, was too good to be true. Um, he had a lot of great things to say about Knoxville too, so I don't know why I thought that. My apologies, Tyon Evans. Um, but he's he's here. He loves Knoxville. I think he's going to be a great addition. I think he could be the number one back first day because when you look at this, these running backs, not that no one's, you know, of the skill level or has the um, – has the ability to be the number one back, but it's wide open. This is a position that both guys that got serious playing time vacated uh, with um, Ty Chandler transferring, using his COVID year to go to UNC, and then Eric Gray, of course, exiting for Oklahoma once Jeremy Pruitt left. So this is wide open. Jabari Small has the most touches on the team, and what, like 20 touches last year maybe? 26 carries. So not, not a whole lot working there. So as far as, yeah, number one Juco back, I think, that obviously says a lot about him coming from a, a quality program, but um, also it plays nicely for him, the program he came into. Yeah, I think this is the, this room, like when you look at the production, you know, there's not a ton of experience on it, but you like what you have talent-wise. Um, Jabari Small, we mentioned that 26 carries last season for like 117 yards. D Beckwith is the only other guy on this roster who had a carry. Um, he had three carries for 25 yards last season. So not a ton of production. You lost kind of all that production with guys who uh, opted to go elsewhere. Didn't, you know, really give this staff a chance at all. And, um, you know, whatever. I, I think those guys really could have benefited from being – and not that they couldn't benefit the teams right now. But, right. Um, you know, I think they would have been just fine in this offense. But uh, Golish talked about – I mean, when he met with the media the other day, he talked a lot about Jabari Small. And uh, so it it seems to me like unless somebody just goes and beats him out in fall camp, it seems like he's going to be your, your number one back. He definitely, you know, having the most carries of the team last year, he was impressive. Um, I, one thing I am curious, and I, I've got to think, when you look at how this offense is ran, it's going to be similar to, to how your wide receivers benefit. And we even spoke about this a little bit with tight ends, but speed. Um, and, and I'm not saying Jabari's slow by any means, but you didn't get to see him really utilize his speed much. Um, when he was getting touches, it was mostly between the tackles. And what he did utilize was the size that he has. Not that he's just a, a huge guy. He's 5'11", 206, but every bit of pad he had, he used and, and was really physical. And um, I, I, you know, I am kind of interested to see what that, that speed looks like. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's Tyon and Jabari that are probably those one and two guys. I think you could probably put them anywhere. Obviously, Golish's comments, you know, tip the hand to who it may be at one. Um, but I think you're going to see them getting most of the touches at running back. Now, 
at least for the first part of the year. I mean, there's got like I said, it's wide open, and I, I got to think if a guy's not getting a done game one, game two, you're going to look other ways. So, you know, does that get some other guys some looks? Yeah, there's there's a ton of versatility in that room. Um, not just by like what different what guys can do, but different guys have different skill sets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned Jabari kind of runs behind his pads and, and does a great job, kind of that one cut back. Um, and then Jalen Wright is your your speedster. He, he's a guy that can absolutely fly. You can put him in multiple spots, and, and he's going to be able to perform. Ton Evans is 220. Um, so you mm-hmm. got to like what you have in short yardage with him. And, you know, also he has – his film kind of speaks for itself at the right. Juco level. I mean, it's disgusting. And then you have uh, T. Hodge, Lenneth Whitehead are two really big backs. And yeah. then um, D. Beckwith, who could play – probably every position on a football field. <laughs> but, but really, and I, I'm interested to see, like, how deep – I just feel like D-Beck was too good. And I'm not saying, like, best running back. I don't, I don't think we're necessarily going to look back like an Alvin Kamara situation and, and ask why he wouldn't utilize – but how do you utilize him in the offense? Like, obviously, there's a ton of talent, and, and you're going to have plenty of guys to utilize. But I got – I mean, everything you saw from – and it doesn't always translate, but everything you saw from his, his high school film – um, he just looks like a freak. Like he looks the part of a freak athlete. Six five, two thirty. I gotta think you've, you you're gonna try and get him the ball plenty and gonna try and utilize him in this offense. How you do that? I'm really interested to see. I would though. I would take the bet that this offense is gonna do a better job of it than the last offense. Um, and I'm not. You know. Yeah, he was just a freshman last year. I mean, if that offense was still being ran today. Right. Yeah. You, you gotta like what you have. You know, getting spreading the wealth. Um, there yeah. is only one ball though, so um, it, it is going to be interesting. How do you how do you utilize all these skill players that you have? You know, well, even, not even just at running back, at receiver also. But at running back too. I mean, again, we don't know enough about these guys. You, you saw a little bit of Jabari Small last year. Um, you saw D Beck with a handful of times last year. Other than that, and then Tyon Evans at community college. Um, if you if you put more weight into that than high school, and I, I don't know if, if some do, but. Um, he does, I guess you have that program a little bit more similar, but I mean, is this a, is this a year that it's running back by committee or, or do we see someone taking over game one, game two, and it kind of just being, they're the main guy. I want to see a thousand yard rusher. I don't care who it is. I want to see it. Um, I I think this kind of sets up well because, you know, that offense is moving so fast, you know, they're not an offense that's going to milk the clock for a whole quarter. You know, that's <laughs> not going to happen. You're going to get a ton of possessions in a game. Um, and maybe part of that is because your your defense might not be very good. But, uh, you know, I think there's a, a lot of opportunities for guys to get carries, guys to get playing time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hopefully you see we put some teams away this season. You know, I don't know. Dude, put ball in the Like, I don't want to look ahead. Just do – yeah, I think it was Tyon Evans that was was a Tyon. Some of them today was like, "This team is ready to blow up in the opener." But please, please, I, I blow up's not the right word. I think that's what he said, but I hope that's not what he meant. Blow up the scoreboard. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> new jumbotron gonna have to be replaced. God, how long is that crane gonna take to get here? But like, yeah, make the statistician have um, what, what's it called in your in your hand? Arthritis. Or arthritis. Something. Yeah, get yeah. a little, get a little arthritis in there. Um, but. Go like that's I mean, yeah, it would be great to beat Pitt game two. It would be it'd be great to go and contest Florida. Um like all those things would obviously be fantastic. But let's like Tennessee just hadn't blown out a bad team in a long time. I'd like to get back to those days. I mean, you're 
I don't know. It, it would be nice to see this team go out and show out and um, see a running back. You mentioned a thousand yard rusher. Well, let somebody go in there and in the first half rush for a hundred yards. Cause if you rush for, you know, if, if the game's in control, you aren't going to play much in the second half. So you better go get all your money's worth in the first half. Yeah. Somebody go get 300 the first game. And then you can kind of put it in cruise control the rest of the season. I, I like it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Um, so starter, you, you, Jabari, you riding Jabari that your number one guy. Yeah, for now. I just, you know, we haven't really seen a lot of, we haven't seen any of Tyon Evans and pads or, mm-hmm. or live um, action. So, yeah, I just, right now I'm sticking with Jabari, but yeah, I think Tyon Evans would be my number two. But I, I'm, it's kind of hard for this staff to really sell, hey, you can sit behind this guy because Jabari's just a sophomore. And I think yeah. Tyon is a junior. So, that, you know, those guys could be back another year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and I, I I'm with you, and I think Jabari is probably the guy you see first out there, and if you're if you're looking at it that way, the whether he gets the bulk of the carries against Bowling Green, that's hard to gauge just because things can change in a game like that. Um, so maybe if you look at Pitt, does Jabari get the bulk of the carries? I don't know. Is he the first guy out on the field? Probably. Um, I think you'd like to know as much as you can about the team. Um, and there's a lot of unknowns, and Jabari's even a little little bit of an unknown. But you do at least have some on him, um, live game reps at Tennessee, um, and maybe that gets you a little bit more comfortable. Uh, but you mentioned Tyon's not been full tilt or anything. Um, I don't know how also full tilt they've gone. Um, they've got their first practice in the in Neyland on Saturday, so I think you find out a lot more on Saturday about this team. Not necessarily us. Uh, it's close to the media, but the coaching staff does. Um, so. I think you find out a lot there, but yeah, I think it's got to be Jabari. And, um, you know, if, if we're going to look into what the coaches are saying and, you know, how they're reacting to things too, I got to say D Beckwith's got a good chance to, to get quite a few touches on with this offense. Yeah. He's just unique. I mean, I think Golish was talking about like, he's a freak. Like he is like, he shouldn't like that guy that size shouldn't be playing running back. Just like, I know he, he kind of gave a shout out to, um, um, Derrick Henry at, at the Titans. He said that that guy up the road is is pretty big and, and does a really good job. Um, but I mean that guy, but, Jay, like that, that but, side Jay, should, but Jalen Hurd was too big to play running back. Right, right. Um, but yeah, like that that size, like that's not a typical running back. Like that no, guy shouldn't right. be running that fast at that size. Um, right. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what um what it looks like because he back with it like that's. He's a guy you make in NCAA. Like that's the oh, yeah. six foot six or or however tall you seven foot running back. You, you make him as tall as you can. Well, they change this. In like NCAA 07, you can make him like six nine, ninety-nine speed. Yeah. Now in the new Madden, you can only make him so tall with the match. So you make him as tall as you can, that that gets him to that that ninety-nine speed. Right. I haven't done I haven't, you know, I haven't done a creative player in a long time. I need to just do that for fun. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I miss Rip. Well, like, being a kid, I think Madden has that thing where it, it's like the quarterback. Like, you create your own quarterback, but, like, that gets old. You I can still, play running back. <laughs> the running back, y'all. You can still do that. You can do that. You can do uh, – oh, I don't know what it's called, but, yeah, it's – you can, Now, they have that one mode where you play the college football playoff game and stuff, but, okay. yeah, they, you can do it. Um, but, I I mean, like, the actual creative player. I haven't done that in forever, where you just go and make them however you want to make them. But yeah, the the dreads, the you know, I don't know if he has spatic cleats, but spatic cleats, the, the Jeremy Banks leg leg bands, seven leg bands, yeah, leg bands, um, leg sleeve, whatever it is, yeah, it's um, 
it's all about the drip, right? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Look good, play good. Yeah. Um, okay. So a couple of years ago, I think it was two years ago, we did like leading rusher, leading receiver, like all that. I don't know if we'll do it again, but just while we're talking about running backs, leading rusher on this team when it's all said and done. Not necessarily your starter, maybe doesn't even get the bulk of the carries, but your leading rusher. I think Jabari Small and um one of my questions is to the staff is like, who's your short, short guy, like short yardage back? And that kind of goes into my next question. T- leading touchdown score. I'm going to go Tyon Evans just because I, I think he's number two and he's probably your kind of ground and pound kind of guy um, with that well, size. How many, and with this, this offense, I'd be interested to see a stat, you know, these high paced offense, how many short yardage situations at the goal line do you get nowadays? That's true. Yeah, you know, I don't know how much you'd use Kavaris Crouch. JG might not even have that opportunity to jump over the pile. That's a that's a great point. So I, I that you know I don't know what that, those stats look like, but it's got to be less than you know the old style of offense where you're milking the clock and and moving the ball down the field. I, surely. Or I mean, if you get to that point, do you put D Beck within at Wildcat and just let him run up the center's butt? That's that's what that's what Tennessee needs is a is a great Wildcat package the but like who, package. Do you, who do you put in like uh, i'm giving joe milton i guess too much credit but joe milton or d beckwith they're basically the same size yeah so but do you just go with a quarterback that can throw it or I, I, you also still you know teams that have these super mobile quarterbacks still run the wildcat i don't know why i'm not a, necessarily a fan of it i guess if you're looking at short yardage situations and you you're gonna run it anyways then i guess you're probably trying to get that guy out of harm's way as much as possible mm-hmm. I guess, like, I because like I'm with you. I don't understand it. If they pretty much have the same skill set as far as running the ball, what's up, Brutus? Um, why take away the passing option? Just make an appearance. It's all good. Well, he's been like trying to get comfortable. He's been you know nesting over here. Okay, yeah. So um, I uh, I don't know. He, he might be a little sick today. He threw, he threw up a little bit before the show. So okay, just trying to get him comfortable. Let he's him know ready he, for football season. Let him know he's loved. You know. Yeah, just, I get it. Um, yeah, I think this this room is going to be interesting to see kind of how it plays out. But I, I'm excited about it. I mean, you got to like the future um, with, you know, everybody returning. And pretty much everybody should be back next year if they don't transfer. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you'll see some guys transfer. You might see some guys switch positions. Um, but you haven't seen that up to this point. But uh, right. there's a lot of talent in that running back room to just stay, you know, five, six guys deep. And I'm not trying to like call out another position group, but the one we spoke about last week, it was kind of like who's going to step up and do it, who's going to, and I, that is kind of a question here, just because there's some unknowns. But there's a lot more. You have more comfort that someone should have the ability to do it in this room, whereas the last place we talked about, you're way more questions about who can actually do it, and then who's going to do it. Um, this room, it's it's kind of just like who's going. There's a lot of guys that can do it. Who's going to do it? All right, so my question for you, uh, I mentioned touchdowns, Tyon Evans, yards, Jabari okay. Small. I want to hear your two, but I also want to see most catches by a running back. That That's a good one. I knew you were going to ask that, and I don't have a good answer for that one. I, I am gonna, I'm going to go Jabari Small most yards. I think he's going to also have the most carries. Um, so I'm going to go with most yards as well there. Touchdowns, I, see, again, it's just like how often do you get those short yardage situations? That's a good I don't point. Know. I don't know that. So that makes me lean away from Evans. Um, 
But I, Evans I, can also run. He's just not a no, short yardage guy. Yeah, so. no, he he can. You're right. And I, I'm not saying that. I I think I just go small with the most yards, most carries, and, and most touches right now. But I also I think I'm gonna go with um, I think I'm gonna go D Beckwith out of the back. Most I don't I don't know. I just feel like if you can get a guy that big and that fast out into space, like don't you like that? You that's a big target to throw to. I, I don't know how hard the bubble to throw. How, how hard is it to throw the bubble? It seems so hard on Shield Walk, Shields Watkins Field. It is. It's tough. So I'm got to think a bigger target <laughs> to be more comfortable. I uh, I went back to my our glory days and I actually caught a bubble screen on that field in I think it was our junior <laughs> year. Did I miss a block? I probably didn't get very far because I <laughs> probably because I didn't block. Well, I was not great at breaking tackles, so even if you did, I probably got tackled by the next guy who came. So, <laughs> love it. That's uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Well, it, it went positive, so that's all that matters, right? You got on the stash. Right, I mean, on the stash in the right way. There's nothing worse as a wide receiver than to than to come off the field with a negative passing yards, negative receiving yards. Excuse me. Or when you miss a block. I miss a block. That at least doesn't get written down. <laughs> you, can, you can hide until Sunday. You don't get you don't get found out until Sunday on. Film, I guess but. like you miss a block and and you got your buddy just yeah. tattooed. You just don't you don't want it to show on the box score at least. Then the fans don't really know it. Only only the coaches know at that point. Yeah, you having to go, having to go pick up your too. buddy after he just got his bell rung because you missed a block <laughs> is is not something you want to do. Yeah, I was always in the department of uh, make the ref call the hold. <laughs> <laughs> See if he'll pull that flag. I got warned a lot. That's another funny thing. I'd get warned, and one guy would be like, I've warned you twice. I'm like, throw the flag, then. <laughs> throw the flag. I'm like, dude, I'm 5'8". <laughs> yeah, come on. Get out of here. On a good day. On a good day. 5'8 and a half, right? What yeah. I do. Whatever. I do. Speaking of that, I think Jabari's small. I don't know about – so Jabari, Tyon, Jalen Wright, they're all listed at 5'11". I don't know if they're the same height. Jabari Small looks a lot shorter than 5'11". So I think they're getting the, the boost from the – the roster okay. there. Yeah, getting yeah. that uh that tiptoe weight or tip I was listed height. I was listed at five ten my entire high school career and I've never even sniffed five ten. So. Oh yeah. I, I was six foot uh, hundred and eighty five pounds. I'm still not six foot hundred and eighty five pounds. I don't know if I could jump to five ten. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um I was gonna say something else. Oh, it, isn't it like crazy that Jabari Small was kind of I don't, I don't want to say this, but I feel like it, it was done, that he was kind of gifted that commitment because of like a, a package deal with Amari Thomas, and now he could be one of Tennessee's best players a, a year later. Prove him wrong, I guess. If that's, I don't know if he feels that way, but if he does feel – I mean, that, that's, that's just how, how I read it, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but I, I'm, I'm thinking Tennessee – made out like a oh i mean if that's the case they definitely benefited much more positive than usually you do in those situations so. right yeah it's usually the opposite effect but yeah interesting okay. that's all i got for running backs uh, uh your most else. catches who, who has the most catches oh man i'm gonna go jabari small too because I, I think he's right. utilizing the passing yeah. game um but I think Jalen Wright could could get some work there, just being as fast as he is, um, and also D back with. I mean, you can literally put him as an outside receiver, and there you go. You got a pretty good outside receiver. Yeah, absolutely, hundred um, percent. So some fall camp storylines. Fall camp had kicked off this week. 
you've seen some coaches, some players that have uh, met with the media. What biggest? I mean, takeaways, biggest... I mean, it, it's it's quarterback and it's Joe Milton with all the hype. Is that you... not the scariest thing ever? It makes me I, want to think that he's not going to start because everybody thinks he is. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That That is a good point. Usually goes the opposite direction. I, I don't feel as bad about quarterback as I probably should. I just think there's a lot of talent, and I I, I don't know why because it's not like I've just listened and hung on to every word this staff has said, but I just have faith that surely in that room there's a guy that can – get some of the job done. Do something. I, I think there's enough talent there. And, and this is an offensive-minded staff. This is a quarterback-centric head coach. There's part of me that just has faith that between Harrison Bailey, Joe Milton, Hendon Hooker, Brian Maurer, sorry if I'm missing some other guys there. You're in the room too. I hear you. But surely they can find someone to bring some – quality reps to the offense. Yeah, I mean, this has got to be, as a collective group, it's got to be the most talent you've had since, God, when? Probably last year. Because you do have a Pac-12 starting quarterback on your roster last year. You may have an SEC quarterback. You may have two Pac-12 starting quarterbacks on your roster and a uh, and an SEC starting quarterback on your roster last year. No. Listen, say what you want, but that – JT Stroud's probably – has a chance to start at Colorado. I don't know what JG's situation is. I have no idea. I just feel like he's going to ball at them. So here's my hope. With <coughs> Did Joe Milton just something wasn't right at Michigan? Come here and things are right. Is that the case for the other guy that left? Maybe, but maybe we also get the the good end of it. Also, can we just not, can we just ignore it? Like, why are we even seeing his tweets? Who follows a Washington football account? I know, Washington like, State, sorry. stop liking his dad's tweets of him. No one just wants to see him. that. He's gone. It's like the Lane Kiffin stuff. I don't know. I guess it's uh, – what else do you have Is to Henry do? Is Henry Toto Twitter? the next Lane Kiffin? No, nah, he didn't uh, – maybe, yeah. He just, he like – he's, like, really hated now, but, you know, maybe in a couple of years everybody, like, forgives him. And Well, he's not even a starter at, at Alabama Landon. I, I don't know why they'd take him. He's probably not even going to play special teams. He's going to ride the bench at Alabama. I hope he has fun. <laughs> Sarcasm. Yeah, he's terrible. I want to look up Alabama. I want to look up Alabama start. He had, like he was in the mix. I'm curious if they've read the. He's going to start. More than likely. He's gonna, I mean, if not, he's going to rotate. <laughs> like, I mean, he he didn't play. he didn't go there to sit. They didn't offer like they didn't allow him to come there <laughs> to right. sit. Right. They he's the expected starter at Michael Linebacker. So, but yeah, getting all the hype. He, he's Joe Milton's apparently got the strongest arm this world dude. has ever seen. Um, he can run. You know, those speed things that we saw, like max velocity or whatever. I mean, he was right behind Hendon Hooker. Can we please, though, drop the Cam Newton crap? Look, maybe he has yeah, a body. Yeah. Cam Newton single handedly won a national championship. Like, yeah, I think you compare the two, like, Size if you, wise, if you sure. want to physically be like, yeah, they're the same size. Like Caleb's the same size as that guy on Game of Thrones. That's fine. I'm not as good of an actor as him. You know yeah, what I'm talking I, about? I, Little dude. I don't know his name. 
In in what now? I'm sorry. Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was a short joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little bit. Um, but yeah, we're I mean, we're the same size as some of those Olympic athletes out there. I am I'm a lot bigger than some of the gymnastics. That's a good point. That's a good point. The, yeah, it's just like, can we pump the brake? I mean, but he's a big dude. I understand why when you look at him, you're like, that. that's a football player. That like, That's the guy that when football coaches see him walk in first day of freshman year high school, they're like, weight room right now. Like, let's go. Like, I get it. I get what it's like. But, yeah, um, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm kind of with you, but – I think maybe it's Joe Milton just because there's been a lot of talk. I don't know if that's just generated and like him actually being there because he wasn't here for spring ball. Like, let's remember that mm-hmm. he wasn't here for spring ball. So if we're looking at it in the sense of mentally, there's a couple guys that have a leg up on him there. Now, it does that lift them enough, lift them enough physically. I, I, that, I don't know. I mean, he, he's also been here for, you know, he wasn't here for spring practice, but he's kind of been here since, Spring practice was over, so he's kind of like gotten the gist of the offense. Like this isn't yeah. like his first day on campus. No, no, I, I, yes, he's definitely been, you know, around the team. They, you know, seven on seven stuff. He's been in the in the meeting rooms. Like, there's no doubt about that. But he hadn't gone through full practice until this week, and, and so he hasn't seen reps as the starting quarterback as a quarterback until this week. And I mean, I got to think that gives the other two guys, three guys, if you want to say that, that are in the mix, at least a little bit of a head start. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Just being in this offense definitely helps. Um, Getting to do it live definitely helps. I don't know. I I just, you know, he looks good in routes on air. (laughs) I I don't don't know what else to – Really Luke's right like, in shorts, terrible in sandals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we please get him some new sandals? I mean, holy shit. You think Michigan had to pay $40,000 for those? Is is this a part of his NIL deal that he got right before he left? <laughs> Michigan, Michigan's paying him the NIL? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what in the world? Yeah, can we get him some shower shoes or something? Because that's what those are. I mean, those are those are some shower shoes. You see all them, like, holes in the top? Shower shoes with a jump yep. man on it. A yellow, gold, what, what is it? Maze, maze, maze. It's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got spatic cleats. I mean, he looks, he looks the part. Someone else had. I don't know if it was Hendon Hooker or Brian Mauer. Brian Mauer seems like a spatic cleats guy. There oh, were some other. Yeah, sure. There were some more out there. So I think Harrison Bailey's got the leg sleeve. You know, there. <laughs> Hendon Hooker wears a freaking hood every practice. <clears throat> He's one of those guys that, that wears like a sleeveless hoodie, I guess. I don't know. But, hey, whatever makes you play better. Look good, feel good, play good. Yeah. Um, another kind of storyline is Cayman Marley at wide receiver to start camp. Um, he wasn't here for the spring, got on campus. You thought he was going to end up probably on the defensive side of the ball, but it sounded like it was maybe a recruiting promise with the previous staff to have him – Started on that side of the ball, and if they moved him after, so be it. Um, but I would think, like, I want to see the field as fast as possible, and I just don't see wide receiver being somewhere where somebody who hasn't really been here would be able to come in right away. And, yeah, probably probably not with this group. Yeah. Agreed. 
Um, do you want to get some of these questions? Looks like yeah. Ron Chadwick's in here. Ron's dropped some in here. He asked us about Beckwith at running back. We didn't really touch on this. We did talk about the running back room and and um, D Beckwith. Beckwith at running back. I mean, we I guess we kind of mentioned it towards the end. It's like, don't you want to get a guy like that on the field somehow? So I, I am with you in that sense. It doesn't necessarily – I thought it was an interesting move last year when he got moved to running back. Here I think it's more of just – Maybe he likes it. Maybe he's comfortable there right now. And so the staff's kind of letting him fill it out. And I'm sure they'll address some things as they, you know, change throughout fall camp or the season. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think at some point, if he's not your getting a lot of touches, I think you've got to look to somehow make him a, a a guy that's on the field for you. Yeah. I mean, if he's one of your best 11, you got to find or find some room for him somewhere. Um mm-hmm. And Golish kind of hit on that, so I, I kind of have faith that they are going to utilize him in some capacity or they wouldn't keep him at that position. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, then he also said JG hype. I, listen, I was hyped about JG for one offseason. So I don't know if other people were hype after that. I'll admit it. Going in 2017, uh, I just played that New York Times – or not New York Times, uh, New York Times Square video just on repeat, ready for the, the next great. I should have watched some film. That would have done me some good. Um, it's one of those you look back. I don't know. Everyone's got to have that 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 girlfriend. They look back and they're like, "What was I thinking?" Um, so that kind of oh, like we, that. we said it after the Music City Bowl. He was walking off the field, and I'm like, "There's the future of Tennessee right there, number two. Well, you tied him to Butch Jones. That was your fault. Yeah. Damn, were we wrong? I mean, yeah. I guess looking back, we we're right. He was the future, <laughs> but it wasn't a good future. Wasn't quite the future we were looking for. Wasn't right. quite the future. Um. But yeah, I, I I was hyped for one season, so yeah, we'll see. Um, there was yeah. always that hope every single year. You know, maybe this happened. He's got a new offensive coordinator. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just... I, I, I will say this. Um, so okay, that makes sense, Ryan. Just before he ever saw playing time, same as Milton. So yeah, I, I think what everything we know about Milton. That's why I'm staying very, very. I'm not very excited for necessarily Joe Milton. I do think there's talent in the quarterback room, and that makes me excited. Um, as I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how to say it. I'm, I'm not super pumped for it, but at least hopeful. I do think kind of going back into the Henry Toa Toa thing, this staff brought him onto campus at a position of sure need, but not, you didn't even, you did, it's not like you, they didn't go out and get a stud. Right. I mean, like, let's say Joe Milton pans out. He still wasn't a stud coming into, into Tennessee. So I, I think they're, they do have some ideas and of what they can do with him. Does that make him a starter? I I don't know, but I think the staff is likes what they've seen from Joe Milton and thinks they can do something with him. I'm sure they're not like pointing at him like, oh, look how successful he was because he wasn't at Michigan. So I think there's but, just but here, here's my rebuttal to that the Michigan thing. What quarterback has? I I hear you under Harbaugh. Like what quarterback has had a successful career there. I mean, no one has. I mean, and I'm not saying he's going to be successful here, but let's not all look at the Michigan thing and just be like, I, I think I mean, it's, I think it weighs good. more than, I think it weighs more into who he is right now than anything else, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that that's true. I mean, yeah, you got to have your reservations because of it for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't like completely ride him out because no, he didn't no. have a great career at Michigan. Agreed. No one really does. <laughs> Agreed. That's pretty bold to say. Is Charles Woodson is is on the is quarterback wise? Sorry, <laughs> under Harbaugh. 
<laughs> no, I know what you meant. I just it, I did see Charles <laughs> Woodson tonight on TV and brought back some bad memories as he stood just a couple people down from Peyton Manning, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, that's right. We won't we won't discuss that. Um, any other fall camp storylines you want to hit on? Um, I, I mean, I think everybody's interested to see what the transfers look like. That that includes Joe Milton, but a guy like Brandon Turnage, um, Kamal Haddon, and uh, Dejon Terry, Caleb Tremblay, Juwan Mitchell. Um, Apache or William Mohan. Um, I, I think guys are, you know, people are excited to see kind of what they look like mm-hmm. with, with this new staff um, at, at some positions of needs. Um, Cade Mace, where does he end up on that offensive line? Alex Golish mentioned that he would be one of their best five, um, but it kind of depends on where everybody else falls into place and, and, where, and decides where he plays. And that's just kind of the nature of the business when you're one of the better guys and you're flexible. Um, you just fit in. It's it's a it's a compliment. It means you're you know well rounded and obviously one of the more talented guys that they're going to find a spot for you or they have a spot for you. They just don't know where that spot is at the moment. Yeah, and I think that's good to to be versatile like that. I mean, you look at a guy like Trey Smith. He was that same versatile type guy, and, and look at him during a camp with the Chiefs. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so that's going to be interesting. You know, I, I think there's, you know, with the offensive line, and we're not previewing that, but uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of like you have quite a bit of experience within this offensive yeah. line. Um, so what does that offensive line look like? And maybe that um, really helps out getting a 1,000-yard rusher. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Um, Miles Campbell. I Miles think he's another one with, okay. uh, you know, we're going to talk about the roster news here in a second, but I think he's one that you're really looking to as a, as a true freshman at a position of need, you know, he's going to have to step up with Princeton fan. Not really. Um, he's not been practicing. I think he, he got back to practice today, but he was out to the side. Um, so Miles Campbell getting an opportunity. He's probably that, right behind Jacob Warren to to be a real contributor for Tennessee at the tight end position um, and, and is one of those complete tight ends. He's big. He can block, run, catch passes. So uh, I, I think the staff is really excited to have him on campus. But can he step up and, and be that factor? Because Alex Golish said, I've never played a freshman at that position before. Interesting. And then uh, one that – Kind of, I'm selfish. Uh, I'm played receiver, so um, who is that third receiver behind? You know, you, you think it's going to be Jalen Hyatt and and Bayless Jones Jr. Who is that third guy? Hmm. That is, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> and I guess you got to find a way to, like you. I mean, this offense when you're looking for guys just to get into space, I guess you got to find a way to to spread that wealth around. But um, that one wasn't something. I really considered. Um, so, golly, I mean, I think you got a this, ton of options, which is a good thing, a good problem to have. But no, uh, yeah, I mean, is it speed? Is it is it a guy like Jimmy Holiday? Um, I mean, Callaway could have Callaway be, Tillman, uh, Javante Payton. I mentioned him yeah. as a as a transfer. They they mentioned too how fast he was, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's speed again. Yeah. I'd, I don't know. I, I think I think you're right. I think there are a lot of options, but um, I don't know. 
I'm not sure. Who do you like to do to to be that three guy? That number three I guy. I, like I really like Jimmy Calloway. Um, okay. I really liked his film out of high school. I think he's you know a, a stud athlete. Um, he's super fast. I, I just think you know he's got soft hands. You know, just watching him and and some routes, he, he seems to run pretty crisp routes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one that I would. But Javante Payton has SEC experience, so yeah, that's true. Um, but he is. If you're building toward the future, and I hope we don't get to the point you, where you're trying man, to do that, no, yeah, you play your best guys. I agree. I agree. But he is going to be here for one year, so maybe that factors in. I don't know. I hope not. Uh, Turkey Man mentioned how bad is Bowling Green? They are one of the worst teams in the FBS this year. So, God, that's so scary. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're bad. They're bad. Um, and then Ryan also asked any specific thoughts on Mitchell and Banks running the defense. Um, I hope they can. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about the comment. I don't know the one like so what like what kind of defense are y'all gonna run? He's like haven't decided. And if I had, I wouldn't told you all. It's like feels like an important decision to be making. Yeah. Know. I mean. Uh, I think it's going to be a four-three probably. Is uh, yeah. it probably going to be their base? And they're um, going to run out of multiple all year. Like you're going to see a ton of different looks, and it, it, it's not going to be wild. So, like I said, I think it was kind of just a tongue-in-cheek comment, but it is just like, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're you're probably going to have that nickel, so you're going to have two inside linebackers, um, you know, some pass rushers and some defensive tackles. That's yeah. So four two five, I guess, is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you'll see. I think you'll see a healthy mix of a lot. I mean, he mentioned that too, kind of in his opening uh, that defensive conference they had. But uh, some real thoughts, though. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm with Landon. Like, hope they can. Um, it's guys. I, I hope Jeremy Banks has improved a lot. Yes, because last year he was just not good. Anyway, and the guy in front of him wasn't before, great I, either. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't know. Um, we'll see, but hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. It's a Tennessee yep. way. All right. Uh, roster news. I know, you kinda mentioned, I know you threw some guys out there. Do what? Put your cups on. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, roster news. So, yeah, you had two guys retire from football, and uh, that was offensive lineman Riley Locklear and tight end Austin Pope. Um, two guys that had, I think Locklear was a 2016 mm-hmm. commit, and then Pope was 2017. So these guys have been in the program for a long time. Um, Riley Locklear kind of got some playing time and and spot duty, not a ton of you know starts and things like that. It was kind of due to injury or you know the game was out of hand or something like that. Just mm-hmm. kind of spread out through his career, and then Austin Pope didn't play last year. You know, it just got to where, you know, it sucks. It just got to where his body just couldn't, you know, take right. the playing football anymore. And uh, unfortunate, you had to see a, a local kid like that um, have to hang it up pretty early. And uh, I think he would have been a pretty big – had a pretty big role in this offense. I don't know how big, but, uh, you know, you got to think he'd be one of your first or second starting tight ends. Right. Um, 
if healthy, you know, if he's not healthy, probably not. But right, if anybody's watching the Hall of Fame game, can you tell me? I feel like I've seen the ball hit the ground eight hundred times, and I've just been glancing at the game. Like I, I don't know. I picked. A, has there been any points scored? There's been three points scored, and Dallas recovered that fumble, so they may at least kick a field goal here. But I swear I've seen the ball hit the ground eight. Yeah, they're about to line up for a field goal, um, eight thousand times. So there it's been go. very confusing. I don't know what's going on. Mm. Remember that? Oh, it got blocked. Sorry, Landon. Oh, <laughs> Did you take God. the points. Yeah, I took the. I took the <laughs> over. Well, what was it? It was like thirty-two. Well, we're we're several minutes into the second quarter. Jesus Christ! Better thanks, run. thanks, Ryan. It's a great hat. I think I got it at Dick Sporting Goods. Um, I think I just saw it one day. Oh, and I don't. Okay. I don't really shop at podcast. I don't really shop at Dick Sporting Goods often because their prices are ridiculous. But no free not, ads. <laughs> well, I just bash them. So except for that, uh, but it was only like twenty bucks. So steal. I didn't steal it. I bought it. But you get it. <laughs> You're with me. Uh, let's jump to recruiting. Tennessee has uh, gotten the benefit of some commitments. Uh, big commitment, literally this week. <laughs> Yes, Tennessee got some of those. I think the biggest one everybody was really excited about was four-star offensive lineman Addison Nichols. It's really good to um, get I, a I guy. Don't, I don't know how I felt about the commitment video. That was an interesting one. But I mean, he's a Tennessee fan, so it's it's like Fair. it seems like Tennessee's on on getting on the right end of these. That that's fair. It, it is better than the the transfer video that I've seen this this year. So that's good. He ripped off a shirt. It was cool. Got, I mean, you it, gotta it's, a, one team out. it's a lineman thing. One you got to understand. It's a lineman. Like it's you're they're, like, they're kind of weird individuals. They're, they're their own breed. They are weird. They are weird individuals. But we're also like leaving out the pinata part. So yeah, that was kind of weird. I didn't get that. Maybe that was a mom thing. I don't know. Hope. Yeah, that was kind of strange. But hey, whatever. Was there candy also, in it, or was it? Oh it, no, it was just like a shaker thing. It was, yeah, but I also like the, the video. I wasn't. I don't know if it was my phone. The video wasn't very clear when he broke the pinata, so I also couldn't tell what the colors of the streamers, I guess, were. So I was a little confused. I was like, is that orange? Someone help me. Is that that orange? Yeah. I mean, maybe, I guess. Kick and play. That's all that matters. I'll say that. Yeah, he's a borderline top 100 prospect. I think he's number 106 on 247 composites. Um 6'5", 318 pounds, huge from Norcross, Norcross, Georgia. That's in that Atlanta area. And uh, have you seen, like, his accolades? I mean, no, I'm not. not He might be the football version of East Ponds. I know what you're thinking. Shut up, Lane. You're a moron. Hear me out. Does he play sax? Hear me out. He's a second-degree black belt. (laughs) How many degrees of black belt are there? I think like three, maybe. Seems like a Dwight, Dwight Schrute comment there. Are we sure he's being serious? <laughs> he's a black belt. I don't care what degree. This is a black belt. He's an Eagle Scout. He plays golf also, too. I mean, what offensive lineman really plays golf? I don't know if he's any good, but he plays golf. I mean, like, that's that's pretty – like the Eagle Scout and Black Belt thing is is more that's very impressive. Than... I've seen I've seen Dane Davis post about looking for people to play with in this group that I'm in. So Dane okay. Davis plays. 
Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, just is that, is that all the accolades? <laughs> or does he have more? <sighs> Hold on. I'll, I'll see if he's got more. I'm sure he's got more. <laughs> you just, I thought you were about to like rattle off a list. I mean, he's also a four star offensive lineman. He's on the golf. He's a barstool athlete too, Caleb. Come on now. So wait, can high schoolers sign? I'm so confused about NIL. I don't know. I think they just sent him a shirt. I don't think it means anything. But <laughs> still, it's in his bio. He it does say second degree black belt. Um, but yeah, he's got he's got a lot going for him. He's an interesting feller. That's good. Good for him. Yeah, and uh, pick Tennessee over basically anybody in the country. Also, the Eagle Scout thing is very, very impressive. I don't mean to uh, diminish any of his accolades. I just, I, again, I was ass, expecting, I was ass. expecting to be here for like three hours with Landon rattling off a list. That's all. That's all I meant. I mean, I kind of just read his bio, but <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed. So there, there's one. Well, his Twitter no one bio because you can't only fit so many characters. So that's, that's all it is. Yeah. So he couldn't go on for three hours and. Bio. Although my Twitter bio does say that I've karaoke in every city I've been in, and that's a pretty big deal. So, but dude, getting a Tennessee fan, okay? Yeah, no, that's nice. You're not as long as he shows up on campus, you're not going to get the Trevor Lawrence treatment. Jump all <laughs> over the hype train. Also, can we like like the who did it start with? It didn't start with Trevor Lawrence, did it? The he's like he was a Tennessee guy, or like connections to Tennessee when ESPN would run it. Because then you find out about the Justin Fields. Bush Jones being like telling Justin Fields that you know, he couldn't play here. Yeah, I mean, just wouldn't even invite him on a visit. And that ESPN ran with that a couple times. Who did did it start with? Trevor Lawrence was it not Taj Boyd? Didn't Lane Kiffin tell him no? I don't remember seeing that like on a game broadcast. Though. It probably yes. wasn't on game broadcast, but but like they would Martin run the Trevor Nagy Lawrence made it very known in his yeah. book. <laughs> but they would start like the college ball playoff would be like, and Trevor Lawrence, who grew up a Tennessee fan, starting at quarterback. I'm like. Really? That's what yeah, and, and then you had the the. I mean, T. Higgins. That was Cade Mays. They didn't. Run, you had, they didn't run with those that much, though. No, I didn't see much about it. Which Cade Mays is an offensive lineman, so you don't see that as often, right? Um, Tate Ratledge was one. It was kind of more on social media than it was a game broadcast. But his yeah. dad taking off the T of his truck. That was very heartbreaking. But it, it feels good to be on the right end of this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Run, run, through, run through some of those others. Tennessee got some other commitments, including one right before the show. We normally – I'm glad we switched to Thursdays. I'm sure now there will be commitments on Friday Friday nights now. But uh, right. Wednesday it would be like we'd get off the show and somebody would commit right then and there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, three-star linebacker Caleb Perry commit to Tennessee over um, guys like Cincinnati, Purdue, Boston College, um, out of Georgetown, Kentucky, 6'3 and a half, 215 pounds. Position and need. Um, yeah. So, cool. Um, and then you had 2023. Get that 2023 recruiting class kicked off. You have Jack Luttrell, the uh, six-foot, 172-pound safety out of Dacula, Georgia. Don't know where that's at. Um, I don't know either. Hebron Christian Academy. Dude, did you watch his film? I haven't watched his film, but I have seen like – I haven't seen his film, but I saw that catch that he had over that guy at Tennessee's camp. Yeah, so he went viral off that. He 
it was him playing receiver, but uh, right. I think they lock him more as a safety here. Um, dude, he's – I'm excited for that kid. I mean, dude can hit, dude's super athletic, can catch, um, returns kicks, things like that. I'm – you know, I don't know how great a competition Hebron Christian Academy is, but uh, – You got to play – you got to play somebody at least, right? Like, they're, yeah. he's playing a body. Somebody's yeah, breathing he, on the other side of the ball, right? He was – I was impressed. Let's see his uh, – I'm interested to see kind of his offer list. Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Texas A&M. Hell, yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> we will take that. I want to see uh, – Well, A&M's got to – A&M's going to have to start recruiting out of Texas again, so you got to remember that. That's true. Um, Caleb Perry, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Purdue, Virginia, West Virginia. Um, that's kind of his offer list. And then uh, right before the show, you mentioned Charles or Chaz Nimrod. Yeah, not a great last name. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. And this isn't going to be an all-name team guy. Right. Yeah, if he does something wrong, ugh, it's going to be bad for him. Like, are, are you mad at me or are you just saying my last name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's 6'2", 181 pounds from Bentonville, Arkansas. You know where Bentonville is. No. <laughs> And I'm glad North, I know. Northwest Arkansas, up there in the corner. That's the worst part of Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, there's not a great part of Arkansas. Let's just be honest. Right. So, <laughs> like, imagine being the guy that gets, like, like, imagine the guy that's, like, like, Satan's, like, go to hell. Like, that guy, his life sucks. That's true. Uh, his offer list, Washington State, um, Arkansas, Arkansas State, you know, Butch, um, Houston, Michigan, Memphis, Tulane, Indiana, um, so Illinois, Kansas State. I think he got offered on Saturday by Tennessee and jumped on the commitment. So uh, Tennessee gets another go. receiver, the third one in that class. So um, number six player out of Arkansas, Chaz. There's no Z. It's an S. Okay. Nimrod. That's all I got. That was hate four to, hate four commits you, since we did our last show. That's pretty, yeah, there you pretty go. impressive. Just rattle them off. We getting hot. Hate to tell you, Landon, but another missed field goal in the in the game. So Damn. Whatever. <laughs> dude, I Mason dude, Mason Rudolph dude, looks terrible too. So I did a stupid thing today. It paid off, but I'll never do it again. So I did bet that boost USA and Sylvania to be in the the gold cut or the gold mm. medal match. Yeah, that is bold. I maxed it out. Okay. When USA won, I was like, okay, I'll just bet on you'll, France. Yeah, you'll you'll hedge it. But then I was like, dude, I got I got faith. Luke is about to just drop it on France, and the game happened and. Kept going and kept going, and I just I just got super nervous because I like saw France's whole entire roster was NBA players. Sylvania, there's just Luke and uh, Goran Dragic. That's it. I was like, France had um, who they have? Evan Fournier, Rudy Gobert, Nick Batum. Like they had a ton of guys. I was like, oh crap. Well, they got up in the game like by three points, and I was like, "All right, France is gonna kill them from here on." 
So, dude, I put a ton of money on France. And so, I how did it work out? I didn't see who won. France ended up winning, but Nicholas Batum blocked a shot, I think, over from Luca for the win. They won by mm. one point. You'd love to see it. I was watching. I was like, oh, they're up by five with 30 seconds to go. Yeah, We're good. good. Um, That's your problem. They hit a three. Then we got an offensive foul. And then they they miss a free throw, thank God. And then, like, that happened. I was just like – and I couldn't watch it because it's on Peacock. I'm at work. So, I'm, like, doing the game cast on FanDuel. And it was just – oh, my God. Those are the worst. They're so slow. I was about to have to just go home. I'm like, yeah. if I lost all that money, I'm I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> it paid off, but I don't recommend doing that because I was your boy was sweating way too early this morning. <laughs> what time was that game? I think it started at seven a.m. That's too early. Yeah, so about eight thirty. Oh, the cheeks were clenched and everything. Way too early. Love it. Um, so we had an interesting question. Turkey man, Turkey man asked if Bailey transfers, how many years would he have left and where would he end up? I mean, I got to think he ends up, I guess it depends on SEC's other SEC team situations, but there's going to be like 20 SEC teams soon. So I got to think one will find a spot for him. Um, and then as far as, uh, how many years he would have three after this year. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe Michigan could be. Oh, okay. Going north, moving north a little bit. Well, that's where he was committed. Okay. Um, and and then, you know, flipped his commitment to Tennessee. Okay. Or, or it was between us and Michigan, or something like that. Gotcha. Maybe he wasn't committed to Michigan, but yeah, it was between us and Michigan. And uh, you know, maybe that's they kind of flip spots with uh, Joe Milton. There you go. Um, interesting. All right, so Vols in the NBA. Let's talk some NBA basketball real quick. Tennessee, yeah, some Tennessee guys saw their name called. Yeah, they got their uh, – yeah, that's been a while. Um, mm-hmm. But I forgot we hadn't talked about it. That's why I included it in the, in the show. Yeah, Keon Johnson um, fell a little bit. You thought he could probably be a lottery pick, fell. Um, you know, I think a lot of that kind of had to do with, with maybe his shooting. Um being a shooting guard, but he went 21st overall in the first round by the New York Knicks and then was later traded to the L.A. Clippers. I think that's a pretty good – you know, you go to a really good team. Yeah. Um, and also, it makes sense of the NBA draft to me. I, I don't get it. Why don't they just trade picks? Why do they have to select? Like, I don't no, – no understanding. I have no clue. I couldn't tell you. NBA doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Can anyway. some like so? Can they never trade picks? Like, is this always how it is? I, I like. I think it is. I'm always just as confused as I am now. But or is this like a situational thing? I think if you trade on draft night, that other team has to pick, and then you get the the rights to. But if it's before the, if it's before the draft, then like obviously that team gets to pick. That pick. So, so stupid. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's weird. Um, but, yeah, he goes 21st overall, and then Jaden Springer um, kind of made me nervous a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah, he almost ended, slipped out. Ended up in the first round, uh, 28th overall, 
by the Philadelphia 76ers. He will join Tobias Harris in City. What's that city's nickname? City of Brotherly Love. Is that what it is? That's what I was thinking. I think it's like what Philadelphia means, maybe. (laughs) Oh, really? Maybe. I don't know. There you go, Caleb. Oh, yeah, you're a history guy. You love some history. Is that a history fact? I don't know. I mean, it's got to be, right? I don't know how you'd associate it. I know um, that's the like it's. I know it's the city of brotherly love. I don't know if that's what Philadelphia actually means though. But yeah, so Tennessee gets uh, two guys in the first round for the first time since Ernie and Bernie. And one guy went. I know they didn't end up going to the Knicks, but one guy also went to the Knicks there. Yeah. He did the press conference in the Knicks hat. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. He already knows he's not going there. Why is he putting that hat on? Get the man the right hat. Right. Um, so it's the long been the nickname, the city of brotherly love, from the literal meaning of the city's name in Greek. So there you go. Um, Ryan, Ryan I, mentioned that he believes it's so that one team, like when they trade, so when they trade up, it's to avoid teams – um, like getting a different player on draft night, so it's like oh, they it's pick like, who they say they're going to pick. So like, yeah, yeah, pick this guy or the trade is no good, right? Hmm. I still don't understand why that team, if they trade it up, why can't they just pick that player? But then they wouldn't necessarily have to if they tr- just trade it up. Whereas, like, you agree to the trade for Keon or whatever. Does that make sense? I mean, so if you like, trade if you trade up, you should be able to pick whoever you want, right? I, I, I don't disagree, but I guess in the sense of like protecting your trades, you're like, like that team doesn't want to trade down and then lose out on who they want. It's like, all right, he'll be sitting at wherever, so we can get him there, but then they lose out because not necessarily saying that team picks that person, but it may create a chain effect that leads to them losing out. Maybe like that's interesting. That's what I would yeah. Think. It seems like a bunch of baloney to me. It does seem like it still seems absurd, I agree. Yeah. What happened to a man's word? Right. Come on. <laughs> nice little handshake. Gentleman's agreement. Um, East Ponds is with the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. That's pretty cool. And he uh, has a nice little showing. A nice little yeah, highlight tape already. Showing out in Salt Lake City for the NBA Summer League. Catching lobs, blocking shots, you know, doing what East Ponds does. Love to see it. Love it. I love that guy. Big East Ponds fan. So much sacks. <laughs> so much. All right. Uh, anything else for the NBA? That's all I got. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into any more questions. I don't think I've seen any more drop. Oh, uh, oh I, got, I got one. Okay. Um, let me find it again. But I got one. Um. Who's this from? Dub himself said, would you take a 10-yard Joe Milton bullet to the groin for a million dollars? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I would do a lot worse for a lot less. <laughs> okay, yeah. You want to you explain? A million dollars is a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, do, do you want to say what you'd actually do for – I don't know what I would – I'm not saying, like, I've thought about it. I'm just saying – Okay. Okay. But you would do like more. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a five for a five yard throw from Joe Mill. Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. 
Get it over quicker. Like for example. Yeah, give give me like right out of the right out of the arm. And yeah. I can't imagine I'd regret that yeah. because you you know like the episode you know the episode you know the scene in dodgeball right after they win and they roll out that treasure chest. Mm-hmm. I think like that's how I imagine they would give me the one million dollars. So like I wouldn't be I would never regret it. You gonna dress like a pirate too? He's not dressed like a pirate in that scene, Landon. You need to rewatch that movie. Oh yeah, that's so dumb. He should be. <laughs> hey, look, it's Steve the pirate. The whole yard team dressed as a pirate. God, I love that movie. It's a great movie. We talked about that last show. It's got was it last show? I think it was last Sunday because I just watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, much better. Uh, great movie. Imagine how much less the Jackass boys made for each stunt back in the early two thousands. Yes, ex- I wouldn't like. There's a lot of stunts on there I would never do. But oh yeah. There's yeah. also a lot of stunts on there that someone was like, "Hey." Ten thousand dollars and like them this, jumping yeah. in a ball pit with snakes. snakes. No, no hell I'm no. out. I'm oh. out. But didn't they do like? Didn't they like jump a pool with like a crocodile in it or something like that? Like I'd do Probably. that. Probably. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they do Maybe. some stuff on there. You're just like, nope. There's like, animal. Yeah, no, for sure. There's animals stapling their butt cheeks together or like piercing the butt cheeks together. No, yeah. I never do that either. There's some things like I've accepted some animals that like if I ever get attacked by them, there's one of one or two out like one of two outcomes will happen. Either one, I will beat that animal down and I will be able to say forever the rest of my life like a, an alligator or a um, bear, and I can walk away and be like, I beat that animal, or they kill me and everyone's like what happened to caleb and they're like he got killed he got mauled by a grizzly bear like, that's pretty cool have you that's seen uh, outer banks the new season i just finished it today um terrible ending by the way like just like seriously you all have had a year and a half of production and that's where you leave us that pisses yeah me. yeah i i get that that's yeah that's a good point um but what about him getting yeah. like cool story also he was magically healed like the next day Oh yeah, but by the the gator, yeah, like had him, and they were rolling. He was doing the gator roll yeah. in the water, and also, just just no got spoilers. bitten on the leg. What? Yeah, no spoilers. Sorry, Ron. Turn mute us real quick because um, I don't want to talk about this. Don't they say like once that gator starts rolling, you like you're not getting out of that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure like you're already dead at that point. Okay, but like, all or you're sudden, like you like you can't move. All of a sudden, a 16 year old girl had the opportunity to beat the gator to, until it ran away. Stab it with a pocket knife like four times and it just magically let go of him. Oh, did she have a pocket knife? Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was just beating it. Okay, that makes more <laughs> sense. I didn't, she's got the damn, I didn't realize she went chubs on Edward him. Edward Scissorhand. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize she went chubs on him and got the eye or anything, so I, I missed that. But um, I We'll talk about it after because no spoilers. I, I do have another question regarding that specific scene. Um, or not that scene, but a similar scene. Okay, so yeah, Ryan, you're a little bit behind. Okay, it's been out for like a week. Okay, <laughs> I, wa- like I watched episode it in, eight. I, wa- I watched it in one day. That's like, yeah, that that's a problem you have. No one else does. No, all right, Ryan, you have this weekend to watch it. Sunday, that's all we're talking no, about. No, no, it's a TV <laughs> show. You have like eight months to watch it. No, okay, a month. You have a month. A whole TV show. It's 10 it's, episodes. It's 10 45-minute episodes. Right, yeah. 
Do you not binge? That's what Netflix is for. I do binge. I'm just saying not everybody has the ability to binge. Like last night, I was only able to watch one and a half episodes. So I had to finish it today. Sorry, we don't have all the freedom you do, Landon. You have one week. (laughs) Uh, Turkey Man asks, how good will special teams be? Um, You do return some guys there. You you get Paxton um, back. You have some transfers at kicker as well as uh, Toby. Toby. Yeah, Chase McGrath. You have JT Carver also. Oh, yeah, you do have a freshman JT Carver who's a – Stud. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think I mean I think it's one of those you have options, but also questions. So we'll see. Return game again. You have a ton of speed. I got to think you can find someone that can uh, make a couple big plays, right? You think? I mean, take that ball and go to the house. Yeah, for sure. I mean. You have guys running four threes on this roster. Somebody should be able to catch the ball and, and <laughs> Somebody. run straight. Somebody figure it out. <laughs> I do like. I mean, I think you're going to see a. I think you're going to see some impressive special teams play um, throughout the year, just because uh, Mike Eckler likes putting playmakers out there. So now we'll find out if Josh Heupel's bought into that same philosophy. If uh, yeah, we'll see who's chilly hot on the special teams. For sure. For sure. All right. You ready for segments? What's trending? What's trending? I've got a couple. Okay. Let's get them rolling here. Uh, my first one, Lionel Messi left Barcelona. It's an end of an era, man. He's been in Barcelona his, pretty much his entire life. Like 12 years old, I think. Um, and he's gone. I don't know where he's going. Man was, City, this a sh- probably. was this a shock to you? Uh, I'm a little shocked that it finally happened. It's He's kind of been wanting to leave for a while. But it was kind of one of those things I was like, ah, until it happens, I'm not believing it. But, like, you also knew it was coming because you knew things were starting to not be good between the two parties. So, I, shocking a little bit. Or, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to say it. it. It's like, I mean, I guess it's kind of like Brady leaving the Patriots. Like, you knew it was probably the end of the road, but kind of shocked it happened. So. Right. Uh, my next one, Coach Jason Garrett. Now wanting to be called Coach in New York, he told the media, "I'm Coach, I'm not Jason." So you just remember that when you talk Coach, any Coach, it's Coach. So, so what did Dion say? He got mad that they called him Dion. He was like, "I'm Coach," and then said Nick Saban would want them to call you him to call you Coach, but he doesn't. Jason Garrett, you're not good enough of, of a coach to. Just no one coach. is. No, no one is. It's also it's a respect thing. I call people, like I've called I call people that never coach me coach because they're just coach. Yeah. So you got to earn that name. Right. Yeah, Coach Howard. Perfect example. A great example of coach. And he, he had a birthday recently. Happy he birthday did. to the man. Shout out. But yeah, that's a great example of a coach. Great example. Um. James, oh, like sorry. even, even like, um, man, I'm trying to think. Like people who don't even coach, like I'm sure people call Austin Price and Eric Kane coach. You think so? I'm sure they so. do. No, I bet they do. No one's ever called them coach. Who would call them coach? 
<laughs> I mean, you don't call them journalists. I don't know. I would call them coach, call but, coach. I'm, but I'm sure like kids have said, no. hey, coach. I'm sure they have. No, that's not. That's not true. Like, that's just not. That's absurd. Sure <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I'm sure it's – I'll call Eric Kane right now. I'm sure he'll say this. No one's ever called him coach. That's not – that's just not true. All right, Jameis. <laughs> Jameis training videos are back this time at Saints camp. I don't know what that technique was. Um, Dude, he's QB1. They are screwed. I mean, they're going to throw a lot of touchdowns, so that's good. And a lot of picks. Fade. Ebbs and flows of it, baby. Ebbs and flows. Uh, my next one, Trey Smith. Talk of the town, man. Also, everyone knew it at Tennessee. So all the NFL guys are like, I can't believe this. Nope. Watch film. Watch the tape. Um, and then my last one, very last one. I don't like doing this. I, I despise it. It's a team I kind of like underratedly hate. But Carter High School, the new unis, Morbihan. Morbihan, and they probably didn't have to pay $40,000 for them. So <laughs> that's a good thing. Boom roasted. Um, um, yeah, I, I really like that script. It, it's nice. I like how South Bulls go into yeah. their script on the helmets too. It looks good. And the and then the the big old hornet on the white helmet. Yeah, it looks nice. I will say this: I'm not oh, a fan yeah. of the mix and match. They they had the I think it was the gray jersey, the white pants. No, you just got yeah. white icy yeah, whites or you got a match. Come on. So, but they they look great. The cleats look good. Um, they're gonna they're gonna look good on the field this year. We'll see if their play matches it, but um, they'll they'll look good. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, if you have some of the nicest jerseys in in Knoxville, you gotta show out right you can't just be mediocre see here's my thing though if you just pressure's show up, on carter yeah you got it you do got to play good at some point but i'll tell you what man it's an, when you roll up and some there's some unknowns and you're dressed nice that can uh that could put a little uh play mind games yeah you know get the other team thinking a little bit that's you gotta you gotta start somewhere right is that why we got joe milton for sure that's why they <laughs> put him next to the three shortest guys on the team I mean, where do they? Those guys aren't even actually rostered players, right? They just went out and found some guys on campus. <laughs> hey, like, hey, put this jersey on real quick. Be in this picture. Sorry for the. I don't know who the guy's standing next to him. I apologize. I just needed to make that joke. <laughs> I'm short. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. That was it for me. That's all I got for what's trending. Um. Also have. One. We're about to see a safety in the Hall of Fame game. I love this. Mets. Mets. Signing Kamar Rocker. How does that even happen? They're going to, I mean, they're going to come back to regret that. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. I know it was probably with his, you know, medical issues and then him deciding to not go back to Vanderbilt. But you're going to tell me. Bad look, Vanderbilt. Bad look. Come to you're, Tennessee. Don't go to Vanderbilt. You're going to tell me that whatever his medical issues are, he can't rehab that in your organization and then know. be worth that money? Like, come on. They they spent a lot more money on a lot dumber things. Oh, yeah. They're the Mets. <laughs> God bless. They literally just – I don't know who is first, the Nets or the Mets, but uh, they literally just rhymed something. And hey, this is our name. They're the—I mean, they're—they're the new—they're the New York Metropolitans. That's the dumbest nickname of all time. 
Yeah. Very dumb. Okay. Do you have any more watch trend? Um, Katie Ledecky okay. in the women's 800 meter freestyle. She has 23 of the all time fastest times in the 800 meter freestyle. She's 23. She's all 23. Ready. And um, some lady, I'm going to butcher her name, Arian. Timis swam, which um, she was now 24th, and she's the the fastest person besides Katie Ledecky. But in 24th place. Right, and it also tied Katie Ledecky for 24th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's ridiculous. Katie Ledecky. I think they joked about naming the event like the Katie Ledecky. Yeah. Stupidity. I haven't watched enough Olympics this year, man. That's on me. That's it's it's hard, me. man. It it's, is. It really is hard to. And All good feel, things happen like midnight. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, my first stupidity, I'm going to have to I'll have to put this one on. I think it's my most important. I think it's a genius move. Uh, so my first one's going to go to our, our good friends over at um, – Vols picks because people believe this. Um, he said, from a close source to the situation, JP actually wanted to hire Sarkeesian and was denied by the administration. Then he ends up at Bama. Supposedly, JP tried to hire Freeze as OC and was denied that also. He had to settle on Cheney. The school let him down, period. First off, you gave yourself away by saying, like, he, he said it like it was fact that Jeremy Pruitt wanted to hire Steve Sarkeesian. Like he said that, like, oh, yeah, my source said that. All right, so you said it with confidence. Good for you. Maybe somebody believed you. Then you were like, and supposedly JP tried to hire Freeze as OC and was denied that also. So you're telling me you know that Sarkeesian was denied, but you're not sure if Freeze was denied? Like, also, he was at Alabama. Sarkeesian was at Alabama at the time. He was going to leave Alabama to come to Tennessee? Yeah, to be an OC. Hell no. Like he just got a head coaching job. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And the fact that people believe that, like the freeze thing, maybe, maybe. But I'm also not believing that that much because it came why would him. he leave Liberty to be the OC at Tennessee? And it came from him. Do what? And it came from him. Well, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe I could believe, at least believe like there might have been some truth mm-hmm. to it. But oh, actually, wasn't, no, he was hired in 19. So Sarkisian was hired in 19. I was one year behind. Okay. Fair, but he had the offer at Alabama and he was going to come to Tennessee. My point stands. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, let, let's let, let's be honest. If you're playing JG, it doesn't it doesn't matter if, if Joe Brady's calling plays. It doesn't matter. Well, I would like to think better OCs wouldn't play. But I, what, was it their choice? Because it. Because if, yeah, if the head guy's making that call, he's still the head guy. With any of those OCs, he's still the head guy. So his say did, did, is, did, is the final say. Did Jim Chaney not have just a bag of marbles in his pocket or something to roll out in the the hallway, the meeting room, to get the number Chaney. two guy in there? Or like as he goes out for um, – he they probably come in there for like a, a meeting real quick and then go into a team meeting. Is, is he not just like – Shut up, shut up. He couldn't have rookied the year at him and locked him in the locker room there you go, when it yeah. was time to head out to the field. Mm-hmm. 
No balls. Disappointing you, Jim Chaney. Yeah. You were our savior in 2012. You beat Kentucky. Give any more stupidities? That's it. That's all I had. That was enough. I have one more. I'm not going to say who it is. Um, but it was uh, the 400-meter hurdles, the men's 400-meter hurdles. And guy broke a world record. And I think the second guy also – Yeah, I think they both beat broke, that. Broke. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. didn't set a world record, but he broke a world record. And the third guy was right behind. Like, it was like the fourth fastest time ever. Um, so, did they direct us them? Yeah, it should. Should. Something's in the water. Um, but somebody said, I don't think y'all know how impressive this is. First of all, we watched on national television, and they literally said how impressive it was. Well, it's a world record. They didn't have to say it. Like, it's just – Right, yeah. It's it's the fastest time ever in that event. I mean, I get – if we're going to be fair to that point, there are a lot of people that are, like, hating on Simone Biles <laughs> that are like, well, she's a quitter. And it's like – I mean, I'm not going to – I'm not claiming her a hero like some people are, but I also – can't imagine hurling myself 20 feet in the air and not know where I'm going to land and then just confidently go out and do my routine. Yeah. So if we're going to be fair to those people, but those people are really stupid and we shouldn't give them credit. So I just don't like, I understand I don't know the whole story record is right. Yeah. Like I know how impressive I do know how impressive that it is. is. Um, but the Simone Biles thing, it's like, Okay, you like you were gonna sit out, and I don't know the reason why she came back, but the fact that she came back is a little weird to me. So, uh, I also didn't when it was presented to me initially, I didn't think they had an alternate. So I thought they gave up those points. They had an alternate, right? So it would be like a running back being like, "Hey, I've got a bum ankle. I can't run, or I'm not playing in this bowl game, <laughs> or I'm not playing in this bowl game." <laughs> Fair point, but that would be a gold medal bowl game, uh, right? I. I I don't. First off, I, the absurdity from both sides is insane. I, I don't know why people are so stupid. It, it, she's not a hero because she sat out. If we want to call her a hero for winning X amount of gold medals, fair. I'll have at it. But, right. I mean, it's dumb. I, I, and, again, I don't know. I don't know enough about gymnasts. I don't know enough about gymnastics routines. But, apparently, when you get the twisties, which is an absurd name, find a new name for it. Like the shanks in golf, I know exactly what that means. Twisties sounds like a great time. You got the twisties? What concession stand did you get that at? That sounds like something that hurts. See, I, I'm thinking fun. I'm, I'm like, thinking that like, like a do- That's a Dollywood ride. That's Twisties? That's a Dollywood ride. I feel like that's, yeah. No. Twisty, twisty. Or what was it on um the Kevin James movie? Purple Nurple. No. Yes. No, the, the guy, the, his trainer is saying twisty, twisty or something like that. I don't know what movie that is. Is that Here Comes the Boom? Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> I thought he said but twisty, twisty. Maybe he did. I, I have no idea. I haven't seen that movie. I saw it one time my entire life, so I have no idea. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I don't know. But I again, initially when it was like she sat out and I it was presented to me like she didn't have an alternate, I was like, yeah, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. But then I found out she had an alternate. I was like, that happens literally every day in sports. Every single day. 
literally the like two of the fastest Jamaicans didn't even run in the semifinals. They let the alternates run, and then they're gonna run in the finals. Well, also, in fact, let's just like if if my football team, if my quarterback, my starting quarterback, he's like, I can't read the defense today. I can't, like, I can't. I'm not thinking one step ahead, so I'm not great at, you know, expecting where they're going to be at. I'd be like, hey, man, maybe you should sit down and give somebody else a chance because it sounds like you're going to throw a lot of interceptions today. Yeah. And maybe he goes out there and throws interception. He's like, I just can't see the defense moving. I'd be like, yeah, can we try another guy in here? And I would appreciate it if he was like, I'll sit this one out. I would appreciate it personally. If if I'm playing soccer, my goalkeeper's like, I just, I'm not seeing the ball off the foot. I'm like, well, we should go to the number two guy. Cause yeah, and like as a competitor, like you you know when you're putting your team at jeopardy. Like Connor Pavloni had a had a perfect quote. I, yeah. I don't remember it word for word, but he said like I would never, you know, put the team in jeopardy to even to if my hand was hurt. Yeah, if, if I couldn't give them a hundred percent, I would I wouldn't play. It's a great example. And the guys that do it, like you appreciate them for trying. But you're also like, dude, your hamstring's falling apart. Let's sit this one out. Did you and can't I guess, walk? I guess that's the, the challenging part for a lot of people is that it's mental. And a lot of these guys who haven't played athletics past eighth grade don't <laughs> understand that mental. <laughs> I mean, it's just like – it is a whole different ballgame at that level. It is a whole different ballgame. So it's just like I don't know why even people try to like – people try to make sense of it. I'm like, listen, it's not like she got out there and was like, refusing to do it it i don't know and she's not a hero for quitting that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard i feel like i don't, I hate that i have to say that out loud but i have to so i'm going to yeah. um yeah i don't I don't know it's uh is she probably the best to ever do it in that sport yeah absolutely she can I mean, be a hero yeah. for that she's not a hero for sitting out no <laughs> yeah that's it again as a teammate i if she was gonna f it up anyways i appreciate her not right there. yeah <laughs> and if, if that's how she felt i mean that's her choice to do that no one yeah. else can tell her not to but yeah she's not a national hero because she sat out of something no that's uh, sorry <laughs> no i agree no. i agree with you yeah that's a good point it, it's all it's it's hilarious that it's even being talked about I'm, that's another thing when like when stuff like this happens it's like uh i don't watch i watch maybe one one gymnastics routine Every four years, maybe. So do you. So why are we even like I feel dumb for weighing in on it? I'll be honest. Oh, another stupidity, the men's four by one team. Oh my god. Didn't they have just terrible exchanges? Yeah. And they were the fa- they were like minus two hundred favorite to win the gold. Like they should have won it this year. They're just they don't have Usain Bolt. <laughs> I mean I, they were still pretty freaking good. I mean, maybe yeah, all those not so Johan old. Blake was still in it, but I think he's kind of older yeah um so he's not as fast as you know he was eight years ago um yeah apparently if the u.s would have just ran correct they would have just everything went fine not even great just fine they should have won pretty easily cool didn't even make the finals trash yeah that's what they do that a lot in like they've, I think in two thousand eight they dropped the baton. Um, Are we gonna make fun of them, like the basketball team? I mean, the basketball team figured it out some way somehow. But isn't that uh, hilarious? It's like if they win gold, who cares how many games they lost prior to that? 
Oh yeah, like if you win gold, you win gold. And I'm sure people will still be like, oh, they're not that good. Like, they want to. I mean, they played Australia and they were down at by 15 at one point and came back and won by like 21. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah. And I think they're 0 for eight at yeah. halftime from three. And I think at one point Australia was six for seven. So oh. I mean, like that's gonna happen. But shout yeah, to the balls. Came back and love it. Well, that's all I've got. Appreciate all, all listening. Good. Yeah, we good to see you, man. On, yeah, good to see you. Actually, we'll be back Sunday. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what time you. I, sh- I should. I hope. Okay. Nah. We'll figure it out. I'm planning on working on Monday, so I hope to be back. We're always back. we're always around. That's yeah. that's the key. Just hang around. Right. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all listening. Catch you Sunday. We're bringing the boat in, and we out. <laughs>